You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 181. So how do high achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello there. How are you doing today? All right, let's talk about anxiety, my friend. If you're anything like me, anxiety comes to visit every so often. This is normal, but what we can control is how long and how intensely we feel it. And what I didn't know for a long time, and what you might not know, is that our unintentional thoughts and behaviors can fuel anxiety. In this episode, I want to help you not only bring awareness to where you may be fueling your anxiety, but how to stop fueling it and take care of yourself. Anxiety itself is not a problem once you learn how to handle it, but what can be a problem is how it can inhibit our performance, how it can prevent us from going after goals. That means we might find ourselves procrastinating on going after what we want or doing you know, a lot of work, but it's not necessarily the most important work that needs to get prioritized. And if you're anything like me, that's your default is work and work hard. Now, before I go any further, I want to give a little disclaimer. This episode is designed for high-functioning lawyers who may feel anxiety throughout the day while you're working, but you're getting things done. If you have anxiety that keeps you in bed and interferes with relationships, talk to a medical professional. But even if you take medications for anxiety, try what is in this episode and see if it doesn't work to help you feel better. I'm betting it will. It definitely is not going to hurt you. Most people are incredibly kind to other people and neglect themselves. When a friend is in pain or discomfort, we'll reach out, ask them how they're doing, and ask them if they need anything. And if you're honest with yourself, do you do that for yourself? Are you your own best friend? Nothing changed for me until I started being a better friend to myself, and I'm going to share with you how to do that for you. Before diving in, I want to invite you to download my calendar masterclass for lawyers. Anxiety is something that impacts how we show up for ourselves every single day. And if we want to change that, this masterclass is the perfect way to get started. And a big part of learning to take care of ourselves better, learning to alleviate the anxiety, is starting to really look at where we're giving ourselves time. Are we putting ourselves first? And I'm betting if you're writing a to-do list, for yourself at the beginning of the week, you're not including the things that you want for yourself, like um, going to the gym, like having a cup of coffee in the morning, like journaling, like going for a walk. Do you put those things on your calendar? And one of the strategies I teach in this masterclass is to put yourself on the calendar first and then fill everything else in. Usually, we put ourselves very last. We give ourselves the scraps. If there's any space left, we'll just fill ourselves in there, and then we don't get around with it. We end up skipping it to work. That's why this is so important that you show up for yourself. Go to dinacataldo.com forward slash calendar masterclass, and I will show you exactly how to get started. 
Okay, so as I was prepping this episode, I thought about my own experience with anxiety. So I want to share that with you first so you have some context for where I'm coming from. This podcast is not the be-all, end-all for anxiety, okay? There's so many different factors that can be involved. If you drink a lot of caffeine, if you're not, you know, exercising, if you're eating a lot of junk food, if you're not sleeping, I mean, all of those behaviors can fuel your anxiety. So definitely take a look at those. But what I want to talk to you about today really relates to what I was going through and what I noticed the most and had the most impact on my behaviors and had the most impact on changing my practice and going after what I wanted in a way that was easy for me, right? Like I made time for myself to have a law practice and a business. Like I did not want stress, okay? I was really actively looking for ways to alleviate that feeling of stress and anxiety in my body because I didn't want it. And it was because I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I honestly did not know I was feeling this constant anxiety in my body until I was three years into being a criminal prosecutor. And that was at 30 years old. I was undergoing chemotherapy for breast cancer. And you may have heard me say before on the podcast that when I felt that chemo was a vacation, I knew there was something wrong, right? But really what I recognized is that before chemo, I was in a constant state of high emotion. And I didn't realize it because I wasn't connecting to the feelings in my body. I treated myself like a robot that should be able to get work done all the time. And instead of really practicing the tools that I'm sharing with you in this episode, I tried to block the feeling that I was having. I did that in a lot of unhealthy ways. So I did that with drinking a lot of alcohol and I would make really bad decisions on weekends and at night. I would do things that um, would not further a business, right? Because all of my time was consumed with not just drinking, but also recovering from the drinking. Um, I was doing things like shopping online, eating food. I, I definitely was not taking care of myself, okay? And so I, I was not being a friend to myself. And so what I want to share with you here is how you can start changing what you can do for yourself, learning the skill sets and the mindsets that you need that I went through so that you can name it, you feel anxiety, you know what it is, and you can diffuse it just like you can a time bomb, all while not having to go through chemo. Pretty awesome, huh? <laughs> so, so I'll let you know that working with lawyers in my coaching practice, the feeling of anxiety is prevalent, and they all have something in common with my experience, an intense desire to succeed no matter what. Each of us has a different measuring stick for success, but the ones who have anxiety prevalent in their lives that I have noticed use external measures for success. Accolades, approval from bosses, money. That was me too. I wanted approval. When I had that, I wanted more money. And then when I didn't have as much money as I wanted, then I, you know, much approval as I wanted, then I wanted more money. So I was in a constant state of want, not having enough. It had nothing to do with my external circumstances. I was making plenty of money. I was a good attorney. I mean, there was no doubt in my mind when I look back on it. But it had to do at the time with the story I was telling myself about what the approval and the money meant about me. And really, 
now in the position that I am in, none of it means anything about me. I know that with certainty. At the time, I did not know that. And you might be in that position too. But the money and the approval means nothing if you don't like yourself and how you're showing up in the world. It doesn't mean a thing. All you need is for you to approve of yourself, for you to enjoy the life you're living, right? That's it. Looking back on my life, the reason I didn't recognize that I felt anxiety was because I'd always felt it. I never felt good enough and I was constantly working for approval. And so I was always working hard, feeling an anxiety, feeling and not enough. I'd get the praise for working hard and I associated that with feeling good because when I got it, I felt really, really good, right? My bosses would acknowledge me when I stayed late at the office or came in on the weekends. Teachers acknowledged me for getting A's and doing extra credit, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It just showed up everywhere in my life. The flip side of that is that I wasn't fueling my work with my own self-approval. I wasn't fueling my life with my own self-approval. I wasn't being a friend to myself and giving myself what I needed. I wasn't going after what I really wanted. I was settling. So some of the work I do with my clients is deprogramming the external acknowledgements as a sign of quote unquote enough and helping them get clear on what they want and how they can be a friend to themselves along the way to achieving it. You don't have to burn out going after goals. As it turns out, you can work really hard and actually love the work that you're doing. I use the word deprogramming because we don't notice that it becomes like a central feature of our brain. And when our brain becomes trained to value the external as signs that we're enough or that we're safe, then it impacts how we feel in our bodies. And this can manifest in feeling anxiety in our body all the time if we don't feel safe. I remember when I started practicing law, my office really amped up the anxiety. Some supervisors did it on purpose to weed out people who couldn't quote unquote handle the pressure instead of teaching new attorneys how to handle their emotions when conducting a trial or dealing with really heavy caseloads. They also didn't know how many lawyers they would keep when they first accepted new attorneys into the office, so everyone in that new group of attorneys was trying to prove themselves to get a position early on, which created a competitive atmosphere instead of a collegial atmosphere. Everybody wanted to stay later than the other person, work harder than the other person, and that, of course, was on the heels of the bar exam and trying to prove ourselves there and before law school that, and I could go on and on and on. Do you see a pattern? This is one way that our brain can be acclimated to anxiety, to feeling this stress, this anxiousness in our body. We get used to it like that old couch in your living room that you know needs to be replaced, but you just never get around to it because you're used to it. You start to ignore any of the problems with it, and you don't think it's anything that needs to be addressed. And like that funky couch, though, anxiety is a natural part of being a human. It's a function of our brain chemistry. But it doesn't have to be a problem. And we can stop fueling anxiety and making it worse by doing a few things and stop doing other things. The best part of this is is you don't have to go through chemo to feel an impact. You can start feeling the impact right now. Okay, so start noticing when you feel anxiety. Now, if you say you have it all the time, that's great. You're going to have a lot of ability to see this in action. You're going to get to put all of these tools to work and you are going to get to feel even 
a bigger impact than maybe people who only feel it every once in a while. So you're kind of at an advantage there. I had no idea what I was feeling. So you're already ahead of where I was if you know you feel anxious. (laughs) You may have external signs of anxiety though, like chewing your nails rubbing your hands, snacking when you're not hungry. Um, Maybe you drink excessively. That was one of the things that I did. Like those things might key you into when your body is feeling a bit anxious. So just notice those and see when you are doing those things. Like when do you find yourself doing them the most? Is it after a big project that you've done? Is it right before a big project? Is it when you're writing your to-do list? Just kind of notice what's happening there. A few places you might see anxiety come up the most for you, though, are these areas. Um, Times when you ruminate about the future, even if those things probably won't even come to pass, you just ruminate. You just think about them over and over again, and they prevent you from getting started on anything because you're just stuck in worrying and what-ifing and worst-case scenarioing your, your way into your day. Like, that's what you're doing. So just notice if you're thinking about a project and instead of starting on the project or working on something in the project, you are just worrying about what could happen, not on the work that's right in front of you. You might also notice uh, anxiety come up when you feel out of control um, or anytime you don't feel safe. So a lot of people have had a lot of anxiety when the pandemic hit, right? Because there was a lot of news that fueled this feeling of not being safe. Anxiety is a natural function of our nervous system and it's okay to feel anxiety. There's nothing wrong with you if you feel it, okay? Before we get into what you can do to alleviate anxiousness, let me tell you what is not going to help feeling this way. Like, What is going to fuel your anxiety is fighting it, getting angry at it, berating yourself for having it, telling yourself you shouldn't have it, or pushing through it, like pushing through the work, even when you are in high anxiety. It's a lot of energy to do that. So if you are exhausted at the end of the day, chances are there is some element of you pushing through emotions and getting work done. But then you've been spending so much time fighting with these emotions, pushing through them that you don't want to do anything at the end of the day. And so one of the benefits of learning how to do the work that you're going to learn in just a minute is starting to feel increased energy because you're not going to be fighting your way through your day. You're not going to be like pushing through the negative emotion. You're just going to start feeling it and noticing it, okay? Doing any of those things, just a reminder, it fuels the feeling of anxiousness. You can work through it. I did it for years, but it feels horrible. And there's a much better way, a way where you can get more done and love your life more. You get to choose what you want to do. If you want to choose to feel better, let's keep going. All right, so there are a dozen different ways you can alleviate anxiety in a healthy way. And I mean healthy for your body and your mind, not in a way that avoids the anxiety, okay? And avoiding, like I said, can look like a lot of different things. For me, it looked like drinking. It can look like scrolling social media, checking email, watching Netflix when you, you know, want to be doing a project instead and beating yourself up for it, right? It can look like, uh, what, shopping online. It can look like overeating. It can be all of those things. 
So when you first notice that you're feeling anxious, there's a few things I want you to notice in your body. And this is where the attention is really important because usually we're not paying much attention to how we feel. And even me, like it's a practice. Like I am continually bringing my attention to my body and how it feels. Does it feel anxious? Does it feel calm? Do I feel relaxed? Do I feel, you know, what do I feel? Like I'm asking myself these things. What am I feeling in my body? I ask myself those things. The reason I do that is because our bodies are a compass. And I've talked about this concept before, but when we make decisions in uh, an orientation, in a feeling that is not really beneficial, let's say guilt or lack, any of those mentalities, right? When we're in those states of mind and we have that feeling in our body, we're not going to make the best decisions for our life. So I'm constantly reconnecting with myself, okay? And that's a practice. When you're doing this practice for this particular purpose, ask yourself, where do you feel anxiety in your body? Is it your shoulders, your temple, jawline, sternum, stomach? Are you taking deep or shallow breaths? To notice these things, you're going to need to pause what you're doing for a minute. And I know you have things to do, but this is important. When you do this work, you're going to notice yourself become more efficient and do less scrolling on social media and checking email and going to the fridge for a snack. All those activities are ways we use to numb the anxiety and the side effect is wasting time towards your goals. Closing your eyes is really helpful for this because it calms our senses. Focusing the attention on our body gets our brain focused, okay? So scan your body. Describe the feelings to yourself that you have in your body. So for instance, when I feel anxious, I feel a buzzing on my skin and a pressure around my shoulders and my chest, like almost like there's something wrapped around the top part of my my chest. If it were a color, what color would it be, right? Like, What does it look like to you? Is it brown? Is it red? Like you get to describe it and get as specific as possible. This is getting your brain out of the thoughts, creating the anxiety and getting you into your body. So once you notice how your body feels, you've created connection with yourself and you've calmed down the mind just a bit. So just sit there. You're going to become really friendly with this feeling in just a moment. But at first, just notice and be okay sitting with it. It's not going to kill you. I promise you. I know that I have talked to clients who are afraid to feel certain feelings because they think that they're going to get lost in them. And it's okay to feel anxious. It's okay. You're safe. And that's something to remind yourself of, right? Like you have control in this moment. You are the one who is the watcher. You are just noticing this feeling. And just sit there, okay? I sit in this for 10, 15 minutes or until the feeling like passes through my body or starts to fade. And maybe you're noticing this feeling in the middle of work and you need to get a project done. Be really honest with yourself and ask yourself whether you have 10 to 15 minutes to just be with yourself. A good litmus test is if a friend asked you for a few minutes of your time when you were in the middle of that same project, would you say yes? If you would, then give yourself that time, okay? I will tell you, I did this last night and it works wonders. My dog Frankie has seizures and he's had several over the last few days. And the things I want to do, 
can't always be done when I want to do them. (laughs) So I have a thought that I don't have control over what I want to do. I know it's not true, but it's still a thought that my brain gives attention to and it fuels that feeling of anxiety. And I get to choose whether I want to take care of Frankie or, you know, write my podcast or, you know, take care of an interview or whatever it is I need to do. But Frankie gets dibs on me. And once I remember that that's a choice I'm making and I like that choice, it calms me. It takes me out of victim mentality where I don't have control and places me back in the driver's seat. Another thing I do is I ask myself what I need. It seems really simple, right? It's something that we do for a friend, but we don't often do it for ourselves. So when I coach my clients, they've usually never stopped to ask themselves what they need. They're concerned with what others need and they get the scraps, if there are any, that are left over. Now, if we take moments to connect with ourselves through the day and ask ourselves how we feel, we'll find that our days can go much more smoothly if we just look at these feelings instead of trying to push them away. When you ask yourself what you need, listen. Maybe you need a nap. Maybe you need a day off. Maybe you need 15 minutes with the door shut, a do not disturb sign up, and a cup of coffee sitting quietly with your eyes closed. Only you know what you need. You have 100% permission to take care of yourself. Another thing I do when I know I'm having a fear or I'm about to make a decision and I can see that my brain is not in abundance and I want to feel abundant. I remind myself that I'm safe, that everything's going to be okay. So remember when I talked about the compass, right? If we're in lack mentality, for instance, we're not going to make the best decisions for our finances. If we're in abundance, we are going to be making the best decisions for ourselves. So when I'm telling you about, you know, being in that state that you want to be in, Like if you're in fear, you're not going to make the best decisions for yourself. So one of the things that you can do is use this tool to start reminding yourself, hey, everything's okay. Like I'm safe. Everything's been okay up until now. It's going to be okay right now. And it's always going to be okay. All right. It's just a simple reminder, but it's very helpful because this is just an example of how to deal with a trauma response. Burnout and overworking are trauma responses that we've learned over the years. They're normal. They don't need to be debilitating or prevent you from going after your goals, but they are there. And so we've got to really just look at them. Okay. I tend to attract a lot of people who um, are workaholics, people who are really hard workers and are very hard on themselves. And so this work is really helpful just to calm down the nervous system. Now, I still feel anxiety from time to time, like I did just last night, okay? I use these tools to reconnect with myself and give myself what I need before I go on to the next thing in my day. I take care of myself. I'm a friend to myself. I really I really am proud of the fact that I can do that because it wasn't always the case, okay? That's a really big accomplishment for me, and I know that it feels so much better than ignoring my needs and grinding through the work. And the bonus is, is I get more done. Like I go after my dreams with more fervor, more passion than I can if I am debilitating myself with the anxiety. So if you recognize that you have a big goal and you're not going after it, it might be because there are emotions preventing you from pursuing those goals like fear and anxiety. 
You might not believe it's possible to go after your dreams while being a full-time lawyer. I guarantee you that's not true. I'm a full-time lawyer and I built a coaching business on top of that practice. I've built it in a way and worked on my mindset so that I could leave my law job at the end of this year. And I help my clients pursue their passions and build their businesses that they love on top of their law practices if that's what they want to do. And they do it without the stress and the overwhelm that we learn in the legal profession, that we're really steeped in in the legal profession. You can pursue your passions. Book a call with me and we will talk about how we can make it happen for you while enjoying your whole life more. You can book a call with me at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. That's dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. We only get one life. Are you doing what you want to do with it? All right, my friend. Thank you for being here. I will talk to you next week. Bye.